Welcome to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey, a podcast series for women in midlife who yearn to gain new clarity and purpose for the afternoon of life. A big welcome to all our listeners. And guess what? Today we're travelling to Germany to meet a young and energetic mindset and resilience coach, Lisa Lucretia Fischer. Lisa's also an author and is an executive contributor to Brains Magazine. She writes for Thrive Global and Wellbeing Magazine. When I first met Lisa on Zoom, I was very impressed by her positive attitude and her work, and I knew we had to share her wisdom here on this podcast series. Lisa is a certified professional coach, and in her specialised work with entrepreneurs, she pays attention to wellbeing and leadership, supporting her clients to achieve greater business results by building a holistic framework for emotional resilience, mental focus, and consistent productivity. So a big, big welcome, Lisa, and I'm so grateful for you to taking time to be with us today. Hello, Anne, and thank you for the invite, and what a wonderful introduction. (laughs) Thank you. And Lisa, I wonder, could you begin by sharing with us what led you into this journey of being a coach and having such a positive mindset? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think deep down, I've always been a coach. I, Even though I started out in sports coaching, um, it was always something that came naturally to me. And even though I wanted to train sports myself, people were like, no, coach others, please. <laughs> when I was like eight or nine years old, I started in like gymnastics and then in rowing. And then I was a tutor at school. So I'm quite used to transferring my knowledge, but also uh, helping people bring out the best in themselves and helping them trust in their skills and knowing what their strengths are. Um, and then I got sidetracked a bit because <laughs> uh, my mom is very much into psychology etc so I me as a young rebel I was like nope going the other way <laughs> and I studied environmental engineering and after university I realized mm, not so much based on my strengths uh, and then it took me a bit and also it took me a coach to figure out okay coaching is what, where my strengths lie, where my interests lie. Um, it connects well with me, uh, loving to support people. Um, yeah. And the positivity, it's a good thing. I think I was a very happy kid. Um, I've had a bunch of stuff happen to me. I'm, don't, I'm not sure I want to go into detail. Um, but I think that once you know the other side, like, the depressed side of things and you've worked your way through that uh it is it gives you an even deeper understanding of why it is so important and why it is so healthy to have a positive outlook on life if that answers the question yeah that's that's wonderful lisa because um so many people unfortunately don't know how to work through things like that and and as you know um a lot of our clientele, we're, we're focusing on women moving into the second half of life. And not many of them are able to do that sort of journey at the age you're able to do it. And what was it most that 
um, helped you to take that step of moving into that self-journey that's so important? Mm. Well, to be honest, I got really into the personal development space when, when I went into my first depression at the age of like 19 or 20. Um, and then I read all the books. Uh, it was kind of hard to get a therapist with no funds and the waiting lists being quite large. Um, so I kind of worked myself through it uh, by myself. Uh, and what helped me the most was actually really re realizing, okay, I've only got one life and it does not, um, it's not smart <laughs> to do something you don't want to be doing, uh, to focus on stuff that's not working. Um, and I, I just literally wrote down, okay, what do I want my legacy to be? What do I want if, if I were to have Wikipedia article, <laughs> what tags would come after my name? That's beautiful. And I was like, okay, it got to be author. It got to be coach. It got to be, um, so I really painted a really nice picture of what I wanted to experience. And that gave me hope and that gave me strength. And then obviously it was still quite vague and it still took me years to come to have it crystallized into this, what I'm doing now. Um, but that's how it started. That's really beautiful. I loved it when you said you came to the realization that you have only one life to do this. And it reminded me of uh, Mary Oliver's poem, uh, what will you do with this one beautiful, precious life of yours? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is it you want to do? Yes. Yeah. And especially getting rid of these social constructs. Because there's still, even though my generation is already very free and um, like the, the our parents' way of parenting us is not authoritarian by any means, but there's still a societal pressure of, parents telling their kids oh it might be good if you studied because then you have a chance of earning a higher income and um i would just love to see more of like hey what would you actually like in life what do you find good what what brings you joy and fun when you do it and then build on that so lisa that was a lovely bit of advice that you want you know children to be able to choose or think about what they want to become rather than be told and it's interesting isn't it that so often our um, our parents they grew up in that era of needing to live by other people's expectations and live by as you said you need to get more of an income you must go to university you must do this you must do that and unfortunately many young women follow that path until they get older and they don't realize that it's not their story it's somebody else's story and that's the difficult thing for them and what do you think is one of the things that maybe can help women to think more about that before they reach that stage that maybe women could do before they reach that state yes that if how they can begin to recognize that it's not their story that they're living by somebody else's expectations so I think I can only speak from my experience, but what has helped me the most was realizing when do I use the shoulds and the haves tos. 
the thinking of like, oh, I have to do this. I should do this. I should be there, not here. I should be further advanced and have kids, have a career, have A, B, C. Um, so anytime we use these words, we're forcing ourselves to do something our heart is not necessarily engaged in. I mean, obviously we have to eat like and have to sleep. <laughs> like important things. <laughs> But anything else than the basic like <laughs> ingredients um, is kind of optional and um, free. So um, just by looking at your talk, like how you're talking to yourself during, uh, throughout the day, you can easily figure out, okay, where you're pushing yourself into one direction that you might not want to go or that society thinks you should be going, but you don't want it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. And um, I think from looking at a lot of what I've um, been exploring with women is that a lot of this comes out of what we call the masculine principles, the, the, the achieving, the doing, the having to be here, the having to make a name, whatever it might be. And the need for all of us to bring in more of our own feminine wisdom, which is so important, and just achieving that trust in one's own inner intuition. Yeah, yeah, I can only agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure um, if you've if you're noticing that in in our coach community as well, but I feel like a lot of I don't I'm not sure how to call them thought leaders or entrepreneurs um it's it's a trend now or it's it's a movement towards more of the yin side the female side the de-stress maybe the pandemic also helped us in a way because it, it forced us to slow down it forced us to take our downtime figure out okay what are our 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 self-care habits like where Where do we want to go deeper, go inward um, and relax? That's so important, Lisa. And uh, I, I often, the women I talk to, it's about taking that time to go inward and even facing the unknown and, and accepting that um, hesitation. No, we don't know where we're going, but we're living it day by day and moment by moment and how important that is. Exactly. And Lisa, you do, you do a lot of work with entrepreneurs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'm happy to. And it plays uh, in quite well with the uncertainty and the living moment to moment. And then just when you get anxious, just bring yourself back to the present and, and relax into the present moment and then trust yourself and your deep like inner intuition or guidance or whatever you want to call it to make the best decision for you and yeah that's a point that comes up quite often because um, I deal with female entrepreneurs like even in an evolutionary sense our nervous systems are just like high strung <laughs> we're wired for more anxiety we're wired um, to protect ourselves against dangers more because we're physically weaker so I have a high regard for any kind of woman that goes into business because The marketplace, also online, it's huge. <laughs> And all the perceived dangers, they just seem very threatening at first. So uh, 
there's a lot of anxieties coming up, a lot of fears of, of judgment, of just not being able to make it, of doubting themselves. That's also quite a big point. Um, like the whole, we're wired for compar uh, comparisons and that's also something society taught us to, to be picture perfect, to look like the girl on the cover magazine, etc. And then we're working a lot on, no, actually that's not me. Like I, I am me, I'm doing the best I can. And from there I'm building some foundation, some confidence, some emotional grounding, resilience, whatever you want to call it. That's so beautiful. And, and so true that if a woman can learn to just accept herself as she is and accept the beauty of how she is. Uh, I was uh, looking at a, a woman recently who was very disfigured. She'd uh, had an accident and she said that she'd looked in the mirror in the morning and for the first time recognized the beauty that was within rather than the disfigurement that was without. And that is just such an example for all of us to, to try and get back in touch with that. Yeah. What can you tell us about resilience that would help some of our listeners? Well, I think that resilience is an innate capacity that we all have. It's our ability to bounce back from negative states, to adapt to change. And... The more conscious we make this process, the easier and faster it gets to be for us. So for me or and the clients I work with, um, I usually like to approach it from two perspectives um, or maybe even three. So our thoughts influence our emotions and vice versa, which also influence our body because our, uh, our emotions, we experience them in our body directly. So once we know where where do we feel the anxiety, what thoughts are, like how does anxiety show up in our thoughts? And then we learn the the other side of it, like what, what is anxiety-free? Like what are happy thoughts? What are happy feelings? Like where do I feel that security in my body? Um, does my heart open up? Um, do I get a warm, fuzzy feeling in my gut? Um, and what provokes that? So then it's quite easy to get and to regulate your nervous system back to its original state of just being calm, being relaxed, not being in stress. That's very beautiful, Lisa. Um, and it's, it's a similar way to I work, helping people to see what's going on and acknowledge what's happening in their body and not resist it or try to change it, but just to accept it. And how the breath, the, the deeper breaths, helps a person, you know, to do that and to accept who they are. So that's very, very beautiful. So, Lisa, what would be your message for, uh, or you know, the, the key message you would want to give women as they approach menopause? And they're going into a, a new phase of their life. And as we know, menopause is, is a transition and they can't go backwards. <laughs> And they're not quite sure of where the future is. And they're no longer giving physical birth, but about to give birth to the creative ideas within them and the, the creativity that's waiting to blossom forth. What would you share with these women that would help them to take that journey? Obviously, change can be 
sometimes a bit scary, sometimes not easy, but you can definitely help yourself make it easier by accepting it, by maybe even being curious about it. Like, hey, where do I want to grow from here? Like what's an untapped potential um, that I haven't explored? And just, just find your zest for life. Find your zest for these new experiences for like, hey, what side of myself do I not know that well yet that I want to get to know? Yeah. So I find that op openness and curiosity and just like, hey, there's more to life. And I still I get, I have the luxury of getting to experience that um, and just being grateful for that. I think that's a good point at any stage in life and especially in transitions. Yeah, open to new possibilities rather than regretting what's still behind. Yeah, yeah. So Lisa, if some of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they do that? People can reach out to me on all the platforms. I am Omnichannel and it's my whole name. So my website is lisalucreciafisher.com um they can book a free strategy session if they're a young female entrepreneur or they can sh shoot me an email like lisa at lisa .com. you can find me with that name on most of the common platforms yeah well thank you so much lisa we really really appreciate you being with us today and i can't thank you enough thank you Anne. and uh, just to all our listeners you've got uh, lisa's details And also, if you want to check out, and uh, there's a free webinar on my website for you. Um, and also, just checking up anything you want to ask, Anne at annemoyabassi.com. And we really look forward to having you with us again in our next session. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Anne. It was wonderful. You've been listening to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyabassi. We look forward to your company next episode. I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening.